0: Toughest aspects of the Book of Revelation is God's wrath and His judgment. These judgments come upon the earth, and at times they are very brutal. So, how do we reconcile this picture with our other pictures of God as loving and merciful and gracious? We've been wrestling through this throughout the podcast. At the same time, most of us have probably felt anger towards our children from time to time, or other loved ones at one time or another. We get angry at disobedience or at someone hurting someone else, someone being selfish, not listening. Maybe at them doing something foolish and putting themselves in harm's way. Anger sometimes is our natural response. Our love for our family doesn't mean that we turn a blind eye to their disobedience or their sin. Indeed, sometimes our love as parents requires us to act, at times to discipline and punish so that sin and error might be dealt with, it might be removed, that good and godly character might be formed instead. Love and anger are not mutually exclusive for us as humans, and they should not be seen as that for God either. If you multiply our hopefully limited anger by the size of which God sees all evil and all sin that has been done on the earth for all time, then perhaps His anger towards sin becomes a bit more understandable for us. And even then, as we have seen throughout the book of Revelation, there is a call for repentance and mercy throughout God's judgment. He's ultimately wanting all to come back to Him. Judgment is not His first choice for anyone. Judgment only falls on those who refuse His loving call. Towards mercy and grace. In yesterday's verses, we saw a great harvest of souls. We see a different sort of harvest in today's verses. Revelation chapter 14, verses 17 through 20 says, Another angel came out of the temple in heaven, and he too had a sharp sickle. Still, another angel who had charge of the fire came from the altar and called in a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle Take your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes from the earth's vine, because its grapes are ripe. The angel swung his sickle on the earth, gathered its grapes, and threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. They were trampled in the winepress outside the city, and blood flowed out of the press, rising as high as the horse's bridles for a distance of 1600 stadia. So yesterday's harvest seemed a lot more positive than today's harvest does. Today, we see a second harvest. The first was a picture of God's harvest of the righteous of the earth. The second one seems to speak of judgment of the wicked of the earth. In this harvest, grapes are gathered and thrown into the winepress of God's wrath. This, of course, implies judgment, a crushing of those who remain committed to their sin and to evil, those who refuse to receive the gift of grace and forgiveness that Jesus offers. Isaiah 63:3 also gives us a picture of God's wrath against the nations being shown through the image of a wine press. The press is where the grapes get crushed, releasing the wine. And in today's verses, this is actually seen as blood coming out of the press, flowing as high as horses' bridles for 1600 stadia. That is to say, blood that rose four to five feet off the ground and covered an area of 300 kilometers. It's an extreme picture, to say the least, and it's almost certainly an exaggerated metaphor for the amount of sin and the amount of evil that is still in the world that God needs to deal with. There is a sure promise here that his judgment is indeed coming. Just as the harvest of souls was ripe yesterday, the harvest of God's wrath is ripe in today's verses. Both harvests have been promised and both will be fulfilled. Today, as we've already done in this series, take some time once again just to reflect on the weightiness of God's anger and his wrath, that side of his character. And while we believe that his wrath has been removed from us by Jesus, nonetheless, it's worth asking the question, is there any area of your life that you know is not pleasing to him right now? Is there anywhere where you are knowingly not where you should be? Anything that were you not a Christian would give his wrath good reason to fall? Again, let the weightiness of this idea rest on you as you consider how it's time to change and turn away from those things, and what steps might you take towards his mercy, his grace, and his transformation today.